Hey, it's episode 189 of the Guardian Project Podcast, and I'm your host, Andy. And yes, I know, just like Jace, I also have the perfected mind. And is that a mirage mockery? No, it's just Mike Coyle. Please listen carefully. (laughs) And this is the podcast about Commander. Our favorite Magic the Gathering format. And this week, we're going to talk about some Commanders that we couldn't bring ourselves to build because... Well, I, for a few different reasons, actually. We um, can't be trusted. Yeah, maybe. No, it's, uh, know, that's... We wouldn't be responsible with the builds of these. I I am not responsible for the builds of these commanders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, um, the Commander League in our Discord is officially public now. Yeah. So if you have not acknowledged that because you were not a patron um, or you weren't in our Discord previously, mm-hmm. um, you can go over to the League channels. All you have to do is like acknowledge that like the there's like a an opt-in kind yeah. of acknowledge it and then you'll mm-hmm. get like announcements and you'll be signed up for the league. Speaking of the league, yeah. how did your January league go? I really enjoyed like the very first week I did not have a good time, but it was all because of just bad draws. Uh, but after the first week, loved it. Okay. So I had the exact same experience. Mm-hmm. The first week though, for me, wasn't because of bad draws. It was because I didn't How many have board haste. There were at least four. Um, and the game was three and a half hours. Holy crap. Which is like, it's 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 getting to that point where it's like, uh, guys. Yeah, we got to wrap friends, this up. We got to someone do something. If I scoop, will the game end earlier? <laughs> but game, or weeks two, three, and four were mm-hmm. fantastic. Yes. Um, I feel like I have a very good understanding now of what a feldorn dread uh wolf dread herald wolf wolf dread wolf we're gonna exile wolf lady yeah we're gonna we're gonna just look up feldorn and feldorn (laughs) uh is is a three three human druid for one red and green it is feldorn dread wolf herald gotcha that was close um but whenever you cast a spell from exile or a land enters from exile you make a two two wolf and then you can pay one discard a card and exile a card Mm -hmm. um I've never done an iterative, I guess, commander build like this, sure. where you make a few switches on a budget. Um, but I do feel like I have a very good understanding of how, of how Feldorn works and what it needed, I guess, at least for our league. I'm sure. not sure the changes I made were what everybody would need to make. Okay. But I played with cards that gave haste, which is exactly what I needed. That's because fair. if I did not have it, um, there was almost certainly a board wipe at almost every turn. Sure. There was, I think in week four, I never untapped with a single oh, wow. like creature. Like it was like I had my commander and like one other thing, sure. but once I finally got like six creatures, yeah. there was no board. board wipe every turn. Yeah. So um but I did win a game. I won a game in uh, week three. Nice. Um, due to Ashling's prerogative. Ooh. Um, okay. Which is an enchantment that um, it costs one and a red, and you choose evens or odds. Mm-hmm. And creatures of the chosen mana value mm-hmm. have haste, mm-hmm. and creatures your opponents control, well, no, creatures total creatures of total. the other come in tapped yes okay so i always chose even because i wanted my wolves to have haste makes sense feels bad that feldorn's a three mana commander mm. not a big deal but in the final week it was me against the demon deck okay and it was late game mm-hmm. and turns out the only cards that the player had 
were demons that were odd mana value. Interesting. So I was able to get in there okay. with that haste. Awesome. How you you changed your commander for the final the week final now. week I did yeah so the the third week I got my first win. Uh, I was playing the the Sahili precon but using Brutaclad as my commander. Um, and in week two and week three, I was very, very happy with the card Urza's Command uh, from Brothers War. It's the instant speed command. Uh, the, the two specific modes I, w- I kept doing was making a Warren Power Stone and a Karnstruct because Karnstructs are crazy in a Brutoclad deck. Um, so I got there in week three with the Brutoclad deck. And then I felt like I did maybe not all that Brutoclad could do, but all that I planned on doing with Brutoclad. So for the last week, I just went back to the original face commander, Sahili Rai, who reduces any uh, uh, spell's ability, your next spell, not just artifacts. I thought her plus one ability said reduce the next artifact spell you cast by X, where X is the number of artifacts you control, but it's any spell. Uh, so I built a budget, uh, quote unquote budget, it was a $100 upgrade, uh, extra turns deck with Sahili Rai, um, because time stretch costing only blue blue is strong. Nice. Um, I did get there in week four, but the game was kind of handed to me by another player in the pod. We did have uh, <laughs> my final week. I also lost to an infinite. Well, not infinite. It could have been. I think if if it was a lot of brain. It was a of lot turns. of brain power yeah. that we all had to put into it because it was like we wanted to see the thing happen. But there was a um, Brea deck mm-hmm. that on the final week added both mechanized production and time sieve yeah. and both came out and the mechanized production was making extra thopters mm-hmm. and then the time sieve was sacking th- the the amount of reanimate artifacts that were thrown into that upgrade i didn't even realize there were that many yeah but that that was how the game was won. it was very cool i loved every day de- i played with every single person mm-hmm. in in the league we had Henzi decks. Yep. We had a couple Henzi de- decks. Yeah, there were two Henzi decks. There were demon decks. We a had Necron deck. Yeah, I think all every single Warhammer 40k deck was represented in the league because yep. there was mono black. The teamer one. Oh, I don't think the, the humans one was. The, or the uh, Esper the, one. The Esper one was. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't play against that. That one was one. I played in week one. Okay. And then what's the last one? Oh, and then the demons. The, uh, yeah, yeah demons. the Grixis demons. And, and the Tyranids, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a ton of fun. So more leagues this year. Um, check it out in the Discord. We also have um, the the update on Secret Layer. So we saw some things last week, but the full uh, Winter Super Drop 2023 has been um, previewed. You can get bundles in foil and non-foil, and then everything else except for this next one you can get in foil or non-foil, but the showcase all will be one step and complete edition. Um, in includes foil icor like icory Phyrexian Unlife, Phyrexian Crusader, Plague Engineer, Urtai the Corrupted, and Glissa the Traitor. So I can't get this one because it's only in foil, and I want some non-foils. So how about the Phyrexian Faves, which is available in foil and non-foil? Uh, which features Phyrexian text on the cards uh, Blighted Agent, Curic, Son of Yogmoth, Glistener Elf, Batterskull, and Inkmoth Nexus. Next is a Draw Your Hand. Um, it has a, an Eldrazi Conscription, Deafening Silence, Counterbalance, and Brunelite of Alabaster available in non-foil and foil. And we have Snakes. <laughs> 
Um, we have a borderless hex drinker, lotus cobra, sashiro the anointed, ice fang coatl, and stone coil serpent, both in foil and non foil. I re- I run sashiro in hapatra, which mm-hmm. was taken apart, I think, in 2020. So it's been a while, but I kind of want to get this, and then I want to put hapatra back together. You, do you run hex drinker in your Nikara and Yannick? counters deck i did yeah okay. and i got it from you because it was in one of the mono horizon sets and i was like i didn't open this it was said, expensive hey, at got, one point i've got a copy yeah uh the next is the car uh, is the set that's based around an art theme that i was literally struggling <laughs> last week to say which is lisa frank mm-hmm. um so it's called the 90s binder experience that comes with borderless alms collector crested sun mirror gore claw terror of calcisma Rin and Siri, Inseparable, and Exotic Orchard, all in the prettiest, most rainbowy, happy card style. And mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And if and if you're curious, Ultra Pro will have uh, play mats of these artworks. I already checked. So check that out. We have the City Styles, which is featuring a Sakashima the Imposter, Massacre Girl, Azusa Lost But Seeking, Tesa Karlov, and a Paradise Mantle. We've gotten a lot of Azusa Lost But Secret, secret Layers, I feel like. We... Were they in Secret Layers? I feel like we've gotten like six uh, copies of Azusa That's probably not layers. right, but you're probably not... It's probably not, it's probably not, probably too, not too far too off. off. Yeah. Um, I run every single one of these cards. Sure. Um, except at this point, I guess, Tesa, just because the deck's not together right now, but I think I might actually get this because... What do you, what do you run Massacre Girl in? Well... In our collection, oh, yeah, we true. have That's a, true. an actual Massacre Curl deck. Mm-hmm. So we, as in this collective yes. household at my house, <laughs> run Fair all enough. of run all of these cards. And then finally, we have Artist Series Sam Burley, which includes a Braid of Fire, Cough of the Hammer, Master of the Wild Hunt, which has like Robo Dogs in it, which is very cool. Yeah. And Karthus, Tyrant of Jund, um, which I always forget is like actually a legendary creature mm-hmm. and, and cards you can play. Very cool. I like Braid of Fire. Um, it was a very expensive card before it got reprinted in the uh, oh, mystery, was it a list? mystery booster foil slot for yeah. the at-home version. Yeah. Uh, but now we got some uh, alternate artwork on it. So pretty cool stuff. Alternate artwork. And then also... Beetle and Grips is back in the mix with Whoa. a Behold new Phyrexia limited edition set that includes a Phyrexian themed artifact deck box, uh, four matching D10 life counters that the zero is the Phyrexian, um, like the Phyrexian mana symbol, mm-hmm. um, Elish Norn sleeves, which are very cool, an in-world Phyrexian language uh, translation journal that has so cool. yeah it says it says there's 36 pages of in-world story um and also a limited print foil phyrexian text mental misstep it looks like there's going to be 7,000 of these so it's a print to this is what we're printing mm-hmm. um and pre-orders begin on february 18th at 9 a.m pacific time which is noon for mm-hmm. all of us and um it's 135 dollars in shipping which is not too far off from the one of the the bundles you could get previously for the it's neon true. dynasty one yeah but you could also if you're not interested in all those things there's a phyrexian hoodie that you can order yeah, there and is. it's like a red hoodie that has elish nor there's like phyrexian text down the side and has the beetle and grims logo you can get a black one too you can oh if you hit that arrow button you over there. can get a black one with white mm-hmm Okay, but the black with white looks a little well. Okay, I'm struggling now because yeah. the red is very Elish Norn. 
both yeah we should we should just we should just do both here so if you're interested we'll have the link in the show notes below i i do just want to point out they also mentioned the phyrexian paper craft and package box on here and you know maybe maybe you would you would look past or something but the um the there will be dragon set that beetle and grims did had a really really cool um like fold out castle thing for the dragon so maybe it'll be something cool like elishnorn's throne or something i don't i don't know what they call that 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 place that elishnorn lives Uh, her house it's her home it's just her home her her, you know house isn't necessarily a home so home is where the heart is home is home is where she collects all of her hearts (laughs) (laughs) so check out all the secret layers check out beetle and grims if you're interested in all that and also if you're just interested in listening to more of our show Check out our previous Check episodes. Check out all of our old episodes. We have so many of them. Lots. And tell us which one is your favorite. Please and thank you. And then if you want to find us online, we're at theguardianprojectpodcast.com. We're on Twitch. We're on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube mm-hmm. and, and Gmail. Email we us. We are at Gmail, yeah. We are, we are Gmail. Yeah. Gmail is us. <laughs> so email us at guardianprojectpod at gmail.com. Um, Let's go talk about what we did not build. And we should start with, and you're welcome. Yeah, seriously. Because I feel like what we're going to talk about today is a lot of... Thank goodness they didn't build that. Yeah, and and just looking at the ones that I picked, and even looking at the ones that you picked, it's like, oh gosh, I would not have, mm-hmm. I would not have really wanted to play against. I kind of, I kind of like a couple of them that you picked. Okay, but I will say, <laughs> putting together, putting together this list, <laughs> putting together this list, the number of times I was like, but what if I just like quickly snagged an average deck and then like started doing it, and I was mm-hmm. like, no, 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 Andy. I built Stop. I built a list while putting this list of commanders together because I found a discarded brew because that's where I looked in my discarded brews for decks that I and you said you I said past one. me was a hero it, there was it was a Rex Nebula build so my okay Rex Nebula okay build. so what we're gonna talk about today <laughs> is commanders we didn't build ourselves whether they were too powerful too mean too strong underwhelming overwhelming whatever the reason is mm-hmm. um it they're not underwhelming they're, they're not all they're all they would extremely all be overwhelming ex- they would all be extremely whelming or overwhelming yeah. um we're going to talk about some of the average strategies cards that the deck would play and then just really why we didn't put them together but i'm going to start out with one that i tweeted a very very long time ago um i think it's a commander that got overlooked because of the time that it was released, which is fine. Um, but this is Maeve Insidious Singer, which came out in the 2022 Game Night box. So I did build the um, the Mono Green Elves Immoril from that box. Mm-hmm. I actually thought all five of them were pretty interesting. They were monocolor legendaries that you could only get in that box. Yep. But Maeve is a 3-4 legendary siren for two blue-blue. Uh, she's a three, four that has pay three. So it's two and a blue and you go target creature. Whenever that creature attacks one of your opponents this turn, you draw a card, which I think is a fantastic design for a legendary siren. Sure. Yeah. That, no, for that's, sure. that's luring something into combat. Goad makes it so that it's luring combat, like, I guess, away from you. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess your opponent could be standing next to you and it's like, hey, come over here. But yeah. Hey, just kill, a little to the right. But though. also kill that person. But also me. get them and not me. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's a, it's a mono blue 
it's a mono blue goad deck. Mm -hmm. um, and really some of the more popular cards that that a Mave deck would play is like Mocking Doppelganger and Dulcet Sirens, which I think are very interesting cards. Mocking Doppelganger for four mana has flash. It's, it's a clone uh, for a creature and opponent controls, except it has other creatures with the same name as this are goaded. So like whatever nastiness your opponent has, you could just make it swing at someone else, which is mm -hmm. really fun. And I think you get a copy of it, it at the same time. Exactly. And then Dulcet Sirens is... Um, I guess one of the sirens that people have discussed before, because it's actually pretty good, a 1-3 siren for two and a blue that has pay one, tap it, target creature attacks, target opponent this turn if able. It also has morph, so you don't know it's there. Um, the problem is you're taking, really, you're you're taking away all of you, like your opponent's agency. They can't, they can't really determine if they're going to swing or not on their own. Right. It's like, no, you are. Mm -hmm. You're definitely going to swing, and I'm definitely going to draw cards. Yes, you are required to. And uh, so it, it's a mono blue control deck. Um, and I've never actually seen anyone play this. There's not a ton of decks online for this commander. Um, and I mentioned I thought that it went under the radar and maybe for good for good reason, for me at least, because it came out at the exact same month as Unfinity and the Warhammer 40k decks. Sure. So they all came out in October. Mm -hmm. um, and this was probably the least printed of all of them, too, being in the Game Nights edition. Yeah, probably, because there was a red kobold that cared about dragons. Mm -hmm. the, the black one, I think, got larger and was like a sack outlet or something. I don't exactly Something remember. graveyard. It was, yeah, something <laughs> graveyard. The white one, I think, had flying. It's an angel. So it's pretty sort. good. Yeah, so... I didn't build this because I knew what I would do was mm -hmm. I would find a way to just make it so I had either copious amounts of mana or infinite mana sure. when I needed it mm -hmm. to make sure that one person didn't come at me, the person who was the problem. But that's really making, I think, the game quite miserable for that person. Um, and then once that person's done, it becomes a... 2v1, well, it's probably 3v1, honestly, when you start, if you see Maeve, because you know what it's going to do. It's mono Because you're forcing... Yeah. Yeah, there's... I mean, if someone's playing Talrand, I'm probably not upset. If I see Maeve, you go, ooh, I don't think I want to play an entirely creature-based deck that can't win in any other way. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest, though, just looking at the cards being played, I don't see a whole lot of, like, counterspell action going on here. I mean, a little bit, like, literally counterspell is here, but there's not a ton of counterspells. If I look at a Talrand list... There's going to be a lot more counter spells in that. Well, list. if I played it, there'd probably be a couple. Of, <laughs> no, of course, you know. Sure, I mean, if sure, I built true, it, that's true. if I built it, so <laughs> so I didn't build Mave because I didn't think that it would be something I would enjoy. Even if it did the thing a couple sure, times, sure. I think I would actually feel bad, which is how I used to feel when I would play my Narset, my my Jeskai Narset. It's like I can do the thing, yeah. but I don't even have fun myself anymore because I actually feel bad that my friends are really not having a good time gotcha. and i've tried to move away from like strict control that i sure. don't mind if i play blue white occasionally and it's yeah. like hey i gotta bounce everything but i'm not playing something to this extent right yeah right. so mave insidious singer i um i had to pass this is the only one on this list that i almost thought about putting the list together <laughs> while making it all right well my first one is a card that has been around for a long time that has been jumping around in my head you know when every set comes out i mean because it's just cool i lost to it a lot last year I lo i've lost this card a lot in my entire career honestly this was so popular at, at our particular one of our particular game shops 
when I first started playing Commander, and this thing wrecked me, and that's Maelstrom Wanderer. So for five, a blue, a red, and a green, you get a seven, five elemental. This says creatures you control have haste. Also, this card says Cascade, comma, Cascade. Um, so yeah. when you cast your eight mana Commander, you're going to get to Cascade to a seven or less uh, value spell. And yep. you get to cast it for both of them, both of them for free. So you get to do it twice. Exactly. Um, so typically this deck is playing just a ton of cascade cards and they just keep getting not only just more abundant, the cascade cards, but better. Um, you know, just like the original commander legends finally brought some other legendary creatures that cared about cascade, like Averna, the chaos bloom and Emoti celebrant of bounty. Mm -hmm. Um, but we have cascade printed in the, uh, 40 K precon in the demons deck. There's like six, six or eight different cards that are just cascading, cascading, cascading and exiling. Um, and I know that the way I would build this deck would probably, you know, either be just a straight up value engine, like most of these decks are. Because if you look at the cards that are between the cards that are Cascade, I mean, it's just ramp, maybe some bounce spells, ETBs, Teamer Sabretooth is there to just combo, 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 combo. Um, and I and, and the way I would build this deck would be just straight up combo. I feel like though. every time I, I do see, yeah, I feel like every time that I see this deck, like it's, it's usually in a deck that's also running cards like Mind's Dilation, which yeah. is a seven man enchantment. It's like when an opponent casts their first spell, they reveal a top card. And if it's a non-land, you just play it without paying its cost. Just it's just getting that that's kind of the value version, yeah, but the combo true. version still likes the mind's dilation. Oh yeah. I mean, if you can get anything out for free, I mean I have okay, so I have a teamer value engine deck. It's my polymorph deck with uh Eluna. Um and, and that's all it's doing is putting out really high value permanence. But the thing is, is Luna doesn't also grant all of my creatures haste and Maelstrom Wanderer does that. And I think that sets it like way far ahead, honestly, um, just being able to. I mean, if I if I played the exact same decks and I hit my Avenger of Zendikar and I hit any other token generator, Maelstrom Wanderer, 100 percent way better yeah. than Luna. Um, but the, there's there's some alternate combos and stuff you can do with the deck, and, and the version I would build would probably be a 97 land version of Maelstrom Wanderer, <laughs> um, where once you cast Maelstrom Wanderer, you get the other two cards in your deck that are your combo pieces, and then you win. Like, a, I don't know, Kiki Jiki with something that goes infinite with Kiki Jiki in Teamer Colors. Wow, I never thought about that, but what a wild... But there's no ramp, <clears throat> so it's not happening well, until turn eight. So like there's there's so magma opus is a really weird card and there's not very many like it, but it's an eight mana card that wouldn't get hit with the cascade trigger from Maelstrom Wanderer that it doesn't matter what it does. It has an alternate ability to pay hybrid red blue hybrid red blue to discard it and create a treasure token on top of lands that produce more than one mana when you tap them. There's some ones with depletion counters. Uh, there's just like your ancient tombs. Well, I guess you could do the ones where you put like, you keep putting a counter and then you can expend yeah, all of you them. You can do storage you can... counters. Yeah, yep. okay. All right. There's ways of doing it before turn eight uh, to, to have that combo go off. Wild. Um, and then just like a if bunch you of don't channel. draw it. Oh, that's true. Well, that's also annoying. Then you just cast it though. 
Sure. Depending on what your combo sure. piece is. Well, I mean, I'm glad. Know. I'm glad we're not playing against that. <laughs> Only because even if you built that that two card version, which yeah. that would have been that'd be fun just to say. My buddy has a, a, a 97 land deck. It's it's silly. It's like Ashley and 99 Mountains. Yeah. It's just it's if it does it, it does it. If mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't. But um, Maelstrom Wanderer is quite the powerhouse. Yeah, it really and is. I'm never sad not that you don't see it. it. Exactly. All right, Reaper King is my next commander. Mm. I I like this card. I like creature themed decks. Sure. I I also have the secret layer version, the kaleidoscope version, which is Beautiful. super pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, Reaper King is a six mana. Uh, or, I'm sorry, mana. five or ten five or, or ten. eight, <laughs> anything or in between. Six. Five to ten. Well, it can only at at minimum it can be five. Mm-hmm. At most, it can be ten. Right. Uh, Anyway, we'll explain. It's a 6-6 six, six Scarecrow for... Um, it's either two colorless hybrid white and then all of those. So two colorless hybrid white, two and a blue, two and a black. So you can either pay 10 generic or you can pay white, blue, black, red, green or white, blue, black and four colorless. Two generic for each color of mana you don't Exactly. Yes. And I like this design. It's very cool. It's very silly. Mm-hmm. Um, and Reaper King cares about scarecrows. So it's a legendary artifact scarecrow. And it says other scarecrows get plus one, plus one. How bad could it be, right? It's just it's a scarecrow lord in five yeah. color. But it also says whenever another scarecrow comes into play under your control, you just destroy target permanent. Oh, just a whole permanent. Just any permanent. So lands? A whole... I destroy lands? A whole land. I can destroy lands? Yeah. I so, can destroy lands. So like, yeah, that's the problem, right? Because you see it destroy. And, yeah, yeah, I guess. If you want to lock somebody out of a game. and Most people like can have... only play one of those per turn, but they can play more than one creature per turn sure and you hit the lands and then the creatures yes yeah and that's kind of the reason right so i i think it's um it's it's fun the 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 deck just plays scarecrows right Mm -hmm. you're playing scarecrows or shapeshifter changelings right which could be a smidge boring but we've got some really cool cards that work with changelings so reaper king got more toys um i also have a lot of those cards in other decks like i i do have a merfolk deck but i do have a changeling in there i have a human deck but i have a changeling in there mm-hmm. um I, I just don't know if i want to put all the same cards just into another deck but also um five color mana bases are pretty expensive they so if you built it on a budget maybe it's not as bad but i feel like if you're building this on a budget you're already going up against preconceived notions that someone's just going to destroy all your lands which is completely fair it's true valid and reasonable mm-hmm. it's 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 that's what's going off so uh or what's going on you know and if if you if you look if you just look at you know some of the most popular cards they're literally just colorless scarecrows yeah scuttle mud and scarecrone yeah just changelings um and then like flicker and blank effects so that they they leave and come back onto the battlefield you you've got artifact synergy just because most of the scarecrows are already just artifacts themselves now there's not a ton of scarecrows um it's not a massively supported no but, but with, with changelings you can fill out your creature base well easily, really easily easily you can yeah um i'm just the the quality of them yeah. is not no it's, that's not you know you, you could be running a jousting dummy for two but it's a two one that you can pay three to give it plus one plus oh mm-hmm. but when when you have a i would play a two colorless 
mana 2-1 with 3 mana to give it plus 1 plus 0. That also says when it enters, destroy target permanent. Yeah, definitely. And, and just it's adding destroy strong. target permanent to every single... Yeah, um, I, I believe Meteor Golem is a 3-3 three, three for 7 mana that destroys a permanent when it enters the battlefield. So that's what I'm used to seeing for the cost of something to ETB to destroy a permanent. Right, and I can do that, and I can do the same reanimation yeah. effects that everybody else is using for Meteor Golem mm-hmm. because I've got all five colors. Oh, yeah. So I can just... And just be, bring them back. even beyond reanimation, you you have access to every blink spell. You have access to sod in half. You have access to uh, temporary red clones. You have access to uh, Jace's spark double and Irenicus's vile duplication to make non-legendary copies of Reaper King so that your scarecrows trigger twice every time they enter yeah. the battlefield. So I didn't build Reaper King for those reasons. <laughs> and I think we're all better off for it. Oh, I like Reaper King. I used to play it in my Morphon deck. In the 99, what do you feel about Reaper King? If it's in the 99, it's fine. As okay. long as you're not constantly tutoring, I yeah. don't care. Okay. Honestly, I don't care what anybody truly plays against That's me. Fair. It's just if it just becomes... Be straightforward about it. Yeah, and if it becomes a problem... I mean, we've had in our own playgroup, we've said, Coil, you have won with... Um, Mono Black Reanimator. Mo- yeah, but it was with... It was Sidisi and because you were only grabbing oh, three cards. Tormentive Hailfire. Yeah, yeah. It was just, coffers, you could just Herbor. end with that, right? Yep. It was Tormentive Hailfire. And at one point we did say, okay, we're... um we It's cool. Yeah. We did it. Do something different. Y- yes, please. <laughs> so, and I feel like that would be how Reaper King... And yeah. with the number of decks I have, I don't know... I don't know if anybody would really want to play against it that often. That's so. fair. That's why. All right. So a deck that I uh, thought about brewing actually pretty recently, even though it came out a while ago, um, but decided not to because I didn't think I would ever build it in a fair way. And that's Lelia the Blade Reforged. This came out with Strixhaven, the Strixhaven precon, yes. right? Lorehold. Yeah, it was in the Osgear precon. Exactly. Lorehold. Um, so Lelia the Blade Reforged for two and a red is a spirit warrior 2-2 two, two, with haste. It says, whenever Lelia the Blade Reforged attacks, exile the top card of your library, and you may play that card this turn. Whenever one or more cards you uh, put into exile from, whenever you put one or more cards into exile from your library um, or and or your graveyard, put a plus one, plus one counter on Lelia. Uh, so this is a mono red deck that if you look at some of the high synergy cards, you will see uh, a repeating keyword called Cascade. Um, I know we had just talked about Maelstrom Wanderer, Cascade, Cascade. Now we got Lelia Cascade. Um, but Lelia doesn't have Cascade on its face. It doesn't really look like Lelia cares about Cascade, but Lelia actually has a very unique interaction with the Cascade ability. Um, Lelia, uh, during, while you're Cascading, you cast a spell and you're constantly looking for a spell with a lower mana value. You are checking that card one at a time from the top of your library, meaning Lelia triggers every time a card gets flipped over whether you cast it or not. So if you were to build your deck, you know, really, really slimly, maybe you'd leave out all three mana value cards and Mm -hmm. four mana value is your lowest and you cast a Throws of Chaos, which is a sorcery that says Cascade. And that's all it says. You take the number of cards in your library and that's the number of plus one, plus one counters you put on later. Yeah, because you reveal them, you don't show anything, you just put them back on the... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're hoping to get about 80 plus one, plus one counters on Lelia. Lelia has haste, so, you know, swing at someone's face, big disgrace, uh, kicking that can all over the place. Then you can fling them at the second opponent, Chandra's Ignition at the third, to, to kill all the opponents at once. Um 
at its base, it's just like a mono red. I think it's a super fun commander. I've played against this plenty of times, but I certainly understand the way yeah. that you would like to play it uh-huh. is not a way that would be necessarily fun for everyone. Yeah, when I heard how this works with Cascade, it blew my mind. Not, it's, That's I was a like, red card. Oh, oh, mono red. Mm-hmm. Maybe for October. Maybe I'll build it somewhat fair for October. For Mono Red October. Mm, just be totally unfair. Okay, no. deal. It's Mono Red October. <laughs> um, <clears throat> blue. Speaking of blue cards. Yes. Drafna, founder of Latinam, um, is a commander I talked about when we talked about Brothers 4 mm-hmm. um, on our set review episode. And I said I would build this <clears throat> because I needed somewhere to put all of my extra turn spells. Sure. And I did look at... Um, a brew for this at that time and i got to the end and said mm, i can't i can't pull the can't trigger bring yourself to do it yeah i just i just can't pull the trigger so drafna is a 2-1 human artificer advisor for one and a blue and has two abilities one and a blue return target artifact you control to its owner's hand and then you can pay three and tap it and counter target artifact spell you control so it's you know you you can go infinite with <clears throat> Ugin's Nexus. Okay. Because you can make copies of Ugin's Nexus and then return your Ugin's Nexus to your hand mm-hmm. and just keep... You can take infinite turns with just like one card because yeah. you're making copies of things because it says copy target artifact spell you control. So you put two Ugin's Nexus on one get sacrificed to the legend legend rule, rule mm-hmm. and then you obviously sack the token and then mm-hmm. return the real one to your hand right and and you just keep going right and since it's not on the battlefield it doesn't prevent you from taking an extra turn and yeah 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 yeah, yeah. That's so awesome how yeah. much so you get to do how much is uh do you know how much ugin's nexus costs i think ugin's nexus is uh sir is it six it's five okay five mana so you only need eight and you only need colorless because drafna only requires that you pay three generic mana well you will have to return it to your hand otherwise you won't get to take the extra turn so So it's it's five six seven eight nine ten yeah so but that's not difficult to get to when you're playing blue artifacts Mm -hmm. you know um and i i i just i just didn't think that it would be that fun you know some of the more you know, common cards that are, you know, that you can find in like a draft deck yeah. are like say Psy Master Thopterist, which is cool. Sure. You know, <clears throat> you make Thopters and you sacrifice artifacts to draw a card. You're already looking to sacrifice artifacts anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, training grounds to to reduce the cost of Drafna's Huge. activated abilities. So you can actually make it only cost eight mana to do sooner. that. Uh, well, actually it would be one, two, you'd make it cost if, seven mana because yeah, you have to have one blue still mm-hmm. um and then uh you know emery lurker the lock it, you know it's just there's a lot of um <clears throat> narrow artifact blue synergy mm-hmm. and then it's just running counter spells to kind of protect the way that i because i would want to just get to the ugin's nexus yeah, that's what yeah that's what and that's seems. my problem is then i'm sure. running you know war of invention to go find the artifact mm-hmm. and here's my ooh. mono blue suite and Ugin's Nexus. Yeah. And that's and that's why I said I don't I don't want to do that to anybody. Although I think it would be very fun to show off once or twice. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I don't think I would enjoy doing the same thing over and over again. And I think I'm only winning in that fashion. And then like maybe throwing in a laboratory maniac type effect because you can sure. eventually because eventually you, you go infinite, you draw a card on every single one of those turns. Yeah. So 
you so you'll draw your deck. You are just playing solitaire though mm -hmm. in that instance. So that's you know that's couldn't do it, everybody. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Understood. Well, this next commander I can do because um, I would just be spending the entire time probably removing all of my opponent's creatures. And that would be no fun for everyone else. And that's Killian Ink Duelist, but specifically with Loris Companion. So Killian Ink Duelist is from Strixhaven, an uncommon. For white and a black, you get a 2-2 human warlock with lifelink and menace. This has spells you cast that target a creature, cost two generic less to cast. Uh, and Loris is our amazing companion uh, that says all of the permanent spells in our deck must be two mana value or less. Um, but since Killian is only two mana, we can have Loris in there and Loris can help us cast those permanents from our graveyard once per turn, um, making this a, uh, a deck that really actually likes auras too. So it, it ends up being accidentally uh, a Voltron style deck with a ton of creature removal. Uh, I originally just thought it was kind of a fun meme that there was a commander that you could have Loris as a companion for. We've gotten a few more since then. Yeah, we have a few more. Um, it's, I mean, it's not even the most interesting anymore. I think Jensen's <clears throat> the most interesting because it's a five-color Loris-capable commander deck. Um, but Killian, um, yeah, it, I mean, when I when I built the deck, it, it's literally like Silver Quill commands. Uh, any of those commands type things that actually like you can target with one of the modes and you can have any of the other modes do anything. Uh, that way it costs less and you get to do extra effects um, are in there. But even just generic removal like Utter End that exiles things. Um, and on top of that, it's just really generically good Voltron cards. You have your SRAMs, you have your core spirit dancers. Light Paws is in here um, so that you can go grab Spirit Mantle and all that glitters right away and stick it on your commander that has Menace and Lifelink already. And, and you can see where it goes just very naturally into this, I guess, shoehorned Voltron removal and no one's going to have fun playing I think we it. both struggle, though, in general with Voltron commanders. Yeah. Because we, be. we feel... <clears throat> I mean, we've talked about this before. We... I hate targeting just one specific yeah, person. Definitely. I hate doing that. I'm mm -hmm. sorry you had a bad draw or you don't have creatures right. yet or whatever. I like spreading it around. And that's what it's supposed to do. But then when you get into the point where you feel bad and then you're like, you know, I'm not, I'm going to swing over here. Mm -hmm. Your commander gets removed and then the decks that have generic value take over. Mm -hmm. And I just don't have the heart to do it anymore. It's true. Uh, and on top of that, like this one, not only is are you trying to swing in at one person and kill them, but it's set up to have a removal package to even if they have answers to block, you just have to eliminate a few creatures. It's already got menace. It's getting through. Yeah. Um. It's it's happening. It and, really it, and well, it's not though. I'm not going to. But it's it. not happening. It's not happening. Not on our watch. <laughs> uh, the next commander is another one that I thought was really cool. I'm pretty sure I also mentioned this on um, our set review episode when we talked about Neon Dynasty. Yeah, uh, I think actually both of the next two for mine are. But this is Tatsunari Toad Rider. Um, I had actually purchased physical cards for this. I said this is going to be really cool. We kind of it got to the point where we had moved on from things. And sure. I said, oh, I found something new and shiny that I wanted to do instead. But Tatsunari Toad Rider is a 3-3 human ninja for two and a black. It says whenever you cast an enchantment spell, you create 
uh, Kimi, uh, a legendary 3-3 three, three, three black and green frog that has, whenever you cast an enchantment spell, each point loses a life and you gain a life, which is very cool. It's mm-hmm. Sultai enchantments. Um, I've not spoken highly in the past about Enchantress decks because there's a lot of board state management. It's just, it's a lot of brain melt for yeah. me looking at so a lot many of triggers, options. A lot of stuff yeah, and I, I miss a lot just when when something like there's just too much sure. happening. Um, and then Tatsunari also has pay one in uh, hybrid Simic um, to give it and target frog you control um, unblockable. Uh almost they can't be blocked except by creatures of flying or reach um mm. so you know the so it's like it's almost like flying almost like flying except not so it that's what makes it saltite though because it's right. mono black but it has and i love this design yes. this reminds me of the fate reforged cre- uh legends that we had that they make three and um we see this a lot in jumpstart except only two color for jumpstart it only expands it by one color so yeah the three color is really cool yeah three is cool um and so what i wanted to do the way that i wanted to build this as opposed to it just being a typical uh you know playing with some of the the i guess the more more commonly centered you know synergistic cards like enchantress's presence mm-hmm. and idol on a blossom yeah, draw and, them cards you know uh, wh- while it would have probably some of those i wanted to just play with the three cards that do the same they're they're not from the same block which i think is so funny um two two of them are i guess at least invasion um it, Oh, no, actually, they're all from the same block. Um, but Whip Silk, Shimmering Wings, and Morning. So they're all kind of a cycle. Uh, Whip Silk is an, ench- is an aura for one green. Um, enchanted creature can block as though it has flying. And then you can pay a green and return it to its owner's hand. Shimmering Wings is an aura for one blue. Enchanted creature has flying. Pay one blue, return it to your hand. And Morning says enchanted creature gets minus two, minus O. Oh, for one and a black, and then you can pay a single black to return it to its owner's hand. I don't know why this one cost one and a black. Maybe there's something about Invasion Limited. I don't know if the, if that whole thing was happening at that time. Um, but so I wanted to find a way to essentially make infinite mana, right? Mm-hmm. And then play Whip Silk and return it, or play Shimmering Wings and return it in Morning. That's because awesome. as long as you have Kimi out, mm-hmm. whenever you cast these, your opponent's going to lose a life, you're going to gain a life, and because... It essentially means that you always have an aura to play, which I love these. There's yeah. flickering ward in white, and there's a red one that I think it gives like fire breathing. Okay, um, sure. That once it's a, once it's on the creature, you can pay for fire breathing, and then mm-hmm. you can also pay to put it back in your hand. Pretty, I'm pretty sure that's what the red yeah, one does. I think that's right. Um, Probably so, need to fire breathing or something. So, like so yeah. So I thought it was super cool. I was like, I'm gonna build this. I actually have not seen this commander show up in any games. Okay. I've never played against it. I looked up my 2022 stats because obviously it didn't come out until last year. Mm-hmm. It didn't show up once. And I swear I, I played against this. I, I didn't. I believe it showed up to Commandy Fest here. I believe Jason and I Alt. Just, Okay, and I just didn't, I I never made it to that table then, Mm -hmm. at least with that deck. I think it's such a fun commander. Um, I just knew that the way that I was going to build it, though, I might have, I might have... I'm with you. Become disinterested. I just, I I, I just see, like, casting an enchantment with that trigger on the stack, sacrifice your token, because the trigger already went on the stack, and you're going to get your new frog token anyway, so you can do, like, you can put altars in there with it, too, and I love it. I actually yeah. like this. You maybe you should build it. 
you got the cards already, right? I can't. I can't do it. I only got like two of them. I'll be honest. I didn't. It Those was like I bought. Cards. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't buy like half the deck. That's I fair. just ordered a couple because I said no. Now's the time. And then I said no, no, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now's not the time. Well, my next commander. Um, I own all of the cards for these decks. So if I ever wanted, if I ever felt the 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 need uh, to put some people in pain, um, I could do it. And the first one is Trazen the Infinite from the Necron 40k deck. For four black, black, you get a legendary artifact creature, Necron 4-6 with Death Touch. It says as long as Trazen the Infinite is on the battlefield, it has all activated abilities of all artifact cards in your graveyard. So very reminiscent of Necrotic Ooze, but artifacts instead of creatures. Um, And it turns out you can combo off with it pretty darn easily um typical cards that are going to play in this are any cards that are going to directly put cards into your graveyard including a brand new brand new um from brothers war uh, disciples of gix uh, for four black black you get a four four phyrexian human that has an etb to search your library for up to three artifact cards and put them in your graveyard and then shuffle um, reminiscent of buried alive uh, for two and a black it's a sorcery where you get to search for up to three creature cards put them into your graveyard and then shuffle your library um there's also just a ton of cards like entomb like effects that are just going to put one card at a time into your graveyard um and those are those are the the highest synergy cards in a trazen deck those are all just tutors right it's just tutoring things in um if you if you do look at typical builds for trazen you'll also see a lot of uh, the necron precon cards showing up just because they can um but trazen is going to go infinite in so many different ways um but my and that's you know i'm pretty sure that's how people are playing this deck i'm sure there's ways that you could just do value town put artifacts in your graveyard and hopefully they have some pretty cool activated abilities um but with chromatic ori and basalt monolith uh, you can draw your entire deck just with your commander which is pretty cool that is it is kind of a cool idea you know what it reminds me a lot of instead of it being in the graveyard Mm -hmm. uh marisol the pretender cares about things just going to exile Mm because marisol has um the cage counters yeah it has all the activated abilities of cards you have an exile of cage counters on Mm -hmm. them um and you can do each of them though only once this this doesn't say that no you can do it as many many times times as you want now marisol's blue black red so there's more variety and some more things but it's true they're comboy nonetheless it's extremely extremely so uh draw your whole deck um if it doesn't have haste uh your 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 chromatic ori and basalt monolith can draw your whole deck just by those two cards so if you get a disciple of gix and you can search for three cards search for a golem artisan it's a five no. mana artifact creature golem three three that has an activated ability of pay two generic mana target artifact creature gains your choice of flying trample or haste until end of turn you will need trazen to not have summoning sickness in order to tap trazen for mana with the chromatic ori to untap it with the basalt monolith so if you were looking for that haste enabler uh for your trazen deck it's a golem artisan um my version of the deck also had magistrate scepter and really crazy ways of just getting charge counters and taking infinite turns that's um, but magistrate scepter is a cool way to yeah. do it though if you're gonna do it <laughs> do it with magistrate scepter i do I'm. I will always be behind a magistrate set. All right, I'm. I'm gonna write that. Down. That's my weapon of choice in my right next D and D campaign. Magi- is the is, is taking extra turns. It's a wonderful weapon of choice. I get extra combat steps. You have to sit there for three turns charging up, but on the third turn you get to take two turns in a row. No, oh. that's not a very good D and D. No, no. 
you don't want to do that. Mm, I might though. Okay. All right. My <laughs> final commander that I did not build, um, and I, I actually, I went pretty. I went pretty deep into the the tank on potentially building this last you year, did. talking with folks online. I actually added it to a deck that I have, took it out of that deck because it really didn't really didn't do a whole lot. But that's Tameshi Reality Architect. So a two three Moonfolk Wizard for two and a blue that has whatever one or more non creature permanents are returned to your hand. You draw a card, and you can only this ability only triggers once each turn, and then has pay X in a white to return a land you control to its owner's hand. Uh, return target artifact or enchantment card with mana value x or less from your graveyard to the battlefield at sorcery speed only which i think is really fun they they stuck with that same kind of moon folks energy from the original uh kamigawa block which was like returning lands to your hands mm -hmm. which turns out in draft isn't isn't very good you need right. your lands out to cast spells and do things mm -hmm. um but tameshi's blue white so i was like this is cool i added to my neambia steam speaker deck because that was cool um but i don't have a ton of artifacts and enchantments um there there's i mean there's there's 14 but only four are legendary so they don't usually make it into the graveyard and like there's just not sure you know a whole lot i want to do there so this this deck is typically like a a loopy artifact enchantment kind of deck for you, sure. right? You yeah, know, absolutely. you're, you're putting stuff into your graveyard. You're returning a land to your hand, return target artifact or enchantment card, mana view, XLS from graveyard and battlefield. Um, you know, I, I, some of the more popular cards though are, are very cool. I mean, it's, it's, it's unique. They're, they're running the seal, seal of cleansing it's and seal of cool. removal. So you, you play them and they have sacked them to the white one is destroy target artifact or enchantment. The blue ones um, return target creature to its owner's hand. You can also do some combos with patron of the moon, which has a moon folk offering as you, as you play this, you can play it at instant speed by sacrificing a Moonfolk and paying the difference in the mana cost. Um, and then it, it has flying and you can put two lands from your hand into play taps. So you can, you know, Tameshi returning the lands, it can put more lands onto the battlefield. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you kind of make up for it. And then, and then you're just, it feels like just honestly like a blue-white combo deck. You're running spell bombs and, and things like that. Yeah. And I said, I... Just don't know if I can do it. You can also do things like looping Mystic Sanctuary. Yeah. So the that's cool the, stuff. the blue land from uh, Throne of Eldraine that yep. it comes in untapped if you control three or more other islands. Yep. And then you get to put, I believe it's just an instant or sorcery from your graveyard on top of your library. Correct. And then I've come full circle in this whole <laughs> podcast to, oops, it's an extra turns deck again. Yes. And, and I would, I feel like I would, It'd be like, all right, I'm going to play this artifact deck, but mm -hmm. if I get there, I'm going to take extra turns. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, Andy, what are you doing? It, taking extra turns. I know. But if I'm not at that point, <laughs> I'm actually just putting the same card back on top, but I'm yeah. not really progressing You're unless not. I have card draw. Mm -hmm. I need to get more cards. You need in. one extra mana to start casting an extra spell somehow. And or... that's where I got stuck every yeah. time I went to build this. And I said, I'm out. Yeah. I'm done. I already have Niambi. I have Noyandar. I have uh upgraded shorikai i don't need another blue white deck i sure. just don't so tameshi's super cool and if you want to build her go for it yeah. i just couldn't do it the way that i wanted to it's but fair. that is absolutely not the most common build no no i mean i even i see even a, a retreat to coralheim and walking atlas on here that can kind of combo with some land etbs too so i just I don't know. There's like so many combos in here. I feel like you could get drowned drowned in the combos in this deck though too. Yeah, retreat the 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 
the the one that makes the cats from Ikoria. What's oh, that one? To live? Amiria? No, 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 no. Retreat no. to. I don't think it's a retreat. I think it's Fel Felidar. Felidar retreat. Uh, is yeah. that really yeah. what it's called, yeah. Felidar Retreat? Yeah, it's got to be. <clears throat> this is making me feel like my what's the name of the Is It Go Gate guys moment, yeah, um, and everybody Gilgate. was like, "Andy, it's called Is It Go Gate." <laughs> um, all right, Felidar Retreat. Uh, Retreat. I feel like that would be really cool too. That I mean, you be. can return lands, put them back on, the and then landfall. you're then you're making creatures, yeah. and you can keep keep things going. So I didn't build Tameshi. Um, because I think it was too, too, um, too much like decks in the past that I've taken apart because I just didn't like the play style. Fair enough. All right. My last commander is a commander. I actually did. I did finish a brew for this, but I, I, I can't play it against anybody because I feel bad about it. <laughs> um, and that's Cedrus, the Trader King. This is a six mana zombie warrior, three blue, black, red, five, five. That says each creature card in your graveyard has unearth for two and a black. And that's it. Um, I know <laughs> that's we, it. I know we had just talked about how like uh, I was just playing a combo deck that was only mono black. So it's like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's a combo deck. Well, this is doing like almost literally exactly the same thing, but in Grixis. So it has protection. It has counter spells. It has efficient removal it has wheels to throw the things into the graveyard very it, quickly and uh, honestly the unearth being an activated ability and not a a cast spell also pretty huge for getting around counter spells and yeah. everything this is the way i would build it is not the typical way um that people would build a cedra deck. there's actually a lot of like mishras going on in with the new cedra uh, uh with cedrus um there are still all of the typical tutor cards into your graveyard, but simply to uh, put value cards in your graveyard, like a Sepulchre Primordial yeah. that's going to be reanimating more cards from not only uh, your opponent's graveyard, but you're going to be doing it from your own graveyard. Um, animate Dead, just, you know, all these different reanimation spells. My version of the deck isn't isn't running reanimation spells, though. It's just running combos. Uh, it's kind of gross. Um it was inspired when Trazen the Infinite got released because you can tra do Trazen the Infinite combos within this deck itself. Right, you can just add those cards to it. In fact, you can unearth Trazen and then Trazen has haste so that you don't need an extra card or anything, um, making it really good. But I also decided to put in an old combo of Necroticus with Grim Green Corpseborn and Bloodline Keeper, which allows you to tap your Necroticus to make a 2-2 vampire and then sacrifice that vampire to untap Necroticus and put a plus one plus one counter on it since Necroticus has the activated abilities of both Grim Grin, Corpseborn, and Bloodline Keeper. Um, and then Astral Dragon and Cursed Mirror. Just it's 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 a Grixis combo deck that just tutors up whatever combo. Oh, I have two pieces of this combo. I tutor up the third piece. I have one piece. I'll tutor up the other one piece of this other combo. Yeah, or, you just didn't want to build a generic combo deck that has 19 combos in it. Yeah. It, I get it. It's I've I've done it before. And I've done it where I put too many combos in, and I feel like this one's actually kind of perfect where it is, and it might be way too consistent. Yeah, that's so fair. I think I think this thing is aiming to win on turn six pretty consistently. Oh, that's that's crazy good. Yeah, so it's like it's definitely not CDH or anything like that, but it's probably too strong for the type of game that I want to play. Yeah. That's fair. Um, those are our commanders, and we want to know what commanders you did not build. Yes. Because you 
also said, I cannot be trusted. And I swear it's not just power. for ideas for us about what our next commander should be. And you tell me what is broken <laughs> to you so we can build it and play it against you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let us know. We want to know what, what you did not build, but that's going to be it for this week. Um, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter and Discord, uh, but on Twitter, you can find me at Andy Flory. I thought for sure you were about to put out your discord name right there like if you knew the number string that no comes one afterwards. knows that <laughs> i have to copy and paste it every time i have to fill out uh something with that so thank goodness you could just click it and it copy and pastes exactly. for you but my home address actually is and don't worry i edited that part out for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you can catch me on twitter at worm coil engine or on discord at worm coil engine uh amp uh uh, uh Oh gosh, what's Hashtag? wait, but what's the actual Pound name sign? for it? What's the actual name for it? Octothorpe. Octothorpe 0344. <laughs> if I taught you something today, you're welcome. Okay, bye. bye.